welcome to the premiere episode of the College Hoops Daily Podcast. My name is Zach Kroll, and I'm going to be taking you guys from now until the end of March Madness, the end of the NCAA tournament, and from now till then, we are going to be talking and covering the sport of college basketball. The season is going to be starting pretty soon, and it's my favorite sport. There's nothing I enjoy more And we are going to be talking and previewing and covering everything when it comes to the sport of college basketball. And what we're going to be doing today in the premiere episode is we are going to be counting down and previewing each of the top 10 teams in in the sport. And we're going to be starting off today talking about Arkansas, the Razorbacks, a team that has made it to the Elite Eight in each of the last two years. They have arguably the best recruiting class in college basketball coming up. Uh, this season, and we are going to get into them, but I'm not going to be doing it alone. Joining me is my guy, Aaron Torres. Aaron and I have been working together, uh, talking college hoops over the last two years. Uh, We have a great time uh, talking about the sport, talking about each and every team, and uh, it's going to be a great time on the podcast this season. But Aaron, I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining me, man. I'm really looking forward to this. What's going on? Not much, man. Yeah, let me uh, let me lay it out here because uh, you know I, I don't know if more people know me or you or whatever, but you know I've been doing this for a long time now. I'm getting old. I got some grays coming in on the side here that you know people on YouTube might be able to see. And over the last couple of years, I've I've really gotten to know you really well. Um, first, when you were a college student, ironically, as we get set to talk Arkansas, I think we first connected. Uh, when Eric Musselman was at Nevada and, and I was the only guy nationally really hyping them up. And so we got kind of connected that way. And for the last two years, you know, as you've kind of advanced in your professional career, you've been covering college hoops uh, over at Aaron Torres online. Uh, you've been covering, you know, you live in the, for people who don't know a little bit about Zach lives in the New York city area, champions, classic, big East tournament, ACC tournament, some NCAA tournament stuff. And so, you know, as we continue to expand uh, Aaron Torres media, I just thought it made perfect sense to bring you on as a guy that's covering college hoops with this college hoops daily podcast. Um, You know, we don't know if it'll be quite every day yet, but independent of that, if you love college hoops, I'm just telling you, Zach knows as much as anybody. Uh, I'm going to be on this show very regularly during the season. Um, Obviously Zach's going to bring on some great guests too, but uh, you don't need me to hype you up, but I just, for people who maybe know a little bit more about me than you, I just, I just want to give you the ultimate stamp of approval. I think you're great at what you do. Uh, we're at uh, Aaron Torres Media, really excited to have this podcast under our umbrella. And as you said, I can't wait to see it grow from now uh, until we inch closer to March. And guess what? I hate to tell you this, man, but we're not stopping in March. We got the portal. We got recruiting. We got a lot of stuff after that. So uh, so uh, it, it's just getting started, man. But I'm not only excited to be joining you today and you and I are going to count down these top 10 teams here over the next couple of days. Um, but I'm really excited to see how you grow this podcast, especially once the season starts. And man, oh, man, oh, man, I cannot believe how close we are to this season actually starting. Yeah, man, it's wild. And, you know, over the last few weeks, I was at Atlantic 10 Media Day, Big East Media Day. And throughout the whole offseason, we spoke a lot about the transfer portal and NIL and how much things are changing in college sports. And that was one of the major themes I've realized uh, just going uh, to these events, whether it's the commissioner of these conferences uh, talking about it first in their opening statements. And then when you're talking to these coaches and these players, you're seeing new faces in new places. You're seeing coaches talk about how important it is. I'll give you a quick example. I believe um, someone asked DePaul's coach, Tony Stubblefield, at Big East uh, Media Day, would he think uh, David Jones is a good fit for St. John's? And it's so crazy that 
literally like he coached David Jones last year. And in the Big East, these coaches, they were pretty friendly. Like they seem like a pretty tight knit group. And now all of a sudden a question is being asked like that at Big East Media Day was pretty wild. Well, I'll tie it back to Arkansas as we get into Arkansas. You know, Sam Pittman was asked about this at SEC Media Day in football is essentially a couple of LSU's best DBs are former Arkansas Razorbacks, uh, Joe Fouché and a few other guys. And then on the opposite side, Arkansas's best DB actually was a, is a transfer from LSU. So they did this weird DB swap in football. Sam Pittman was asked about it. This is the new world. I know we're going to get into Arkansas now. Uh, and I don't think anybody's really kind of mastered this new world better than Coach Musk. So I'm going to hand over the floor to you because we got to talk Razorbacks. I know you and I are both really excited about this team. But I think, you know, talking transfer new world of college hoops, I don't think there's a like I said, There's guys that have been as good. I think, you know, John Calipari's been one, whoever. I don't know that there's been anybody who's transitioned to this new world better than than Eric Musselman. Yeah, man, and it's crazy because we see this all the time in not only college basketball, but other sports. Guys that are just ahead of the curb. Nick Saban is someone that comes to mind. He realized that the football in this new era was really trending towards passing and throwing the ball deep downfield. And when I think of Eric Musselman and everything that he's done uh, in the, in, in coaching dating back to his days at Nevada, he was kind of ahead of this transfer trend and he was winning games uh, with a ton of transfers, uh, setting up new teams with new players throughout the offseason. And I think with Arkansas this season, the first thing that stands out to me about this team, dude, is there are just a ton of new players. They were really good last year. They made it all the way to the Elite Eight, competed at the top of the SEC, won some big games late. Uh, but they had some really good and, and play, uh, players I really liked last year. They lose seven of their eight top leading scores. But as Eric Musselman always does, he makes sure there's plenty of talent on this team. There are a ton of really good freshmen. I said it earlier when we just started Arkansas. Uh, according to most sites, most projections has the, the second uh, best recruiting class in college basketball behind Duke. But it's right up there. There are three top 20 freshmen McDonald's All-Americans in this class. And like Eric Musselman always does, he brought in some really good transfers to provide some nice depth. Uh, there, there even is a few returners from last year's team in uh, Devo Davis and uh, Kamani Johnson. So, uh, At when I when you look at this Arkansas team, man, uh, do you think the the way people are talking about them right now? There's obviously a lot of excitement after what they did each of the last two years, but there are a ton of new faces on this team. Is that at all a concern for you, uh, and why? No, I wouldn't say it's a concern at all for me um, because Coach Moss has proven time and time again that he can do this. And sometimes it does take time. I mean, I think, you know, in not only, you know, preparing some stuff for this episode today, Zach, but but also just doing the stuff that we do in the preseason and get ready. You forget this team was at one point 11 and five, uh, 0 and three in the SEC last year, and it takes time. And Coach Muss has said in all his media availability this offseason that it is going to take time. Now, I do think they were helped a little bit by having that summer tour where they were able to go overseas, play. I think it was ended up being four games. And some of the guys in that tour looked really, really, really good. But when I look at this team, I don't know how you feel, man. But but listen, it's going to be a process, right? And the schedule is tough. We're going to get to Maui and all that. Um, but I think it's going to be a process. I don't think this is a team that we look up on January 1st and they're 12 and 1 and ranked number two in the country. But if they are if they are right where they have been to end the season, the hottest team in the SEC each of the last two years going into March, the team that advanced the furthest in the NCAA tournament each of the last two seasons from the SEC, that's kind of what I expect. And and I do think there's going to be some growing pains. 
But uh, that's kind of what we've seen over the last two, three years. But it hasn't stopped this team from reaching its ultimate goals later on in the season. Yeah, dude. And it's interesting because last year, I think the way I don't know if he did this on purpose or not, but the way Arkansas's non-conference schedule lined up was perfect because they had a lot of growing pains early. They lost to Hofstra. They got blown out by Oklahoma. They took some bad, uh, not they took some not so great losses. And it's not like the non-conference schedule was even that difficult. And then for the second year in a row, Musk just makes the right adjustments. He really uh, puts Trey Wade into just a bigger role. And then the year before that, everything changed about the same time of year when he uh, pulled Connor Vanover for Jalen Williams. And that's when uh, they really started to take off. And I'm curious to see, like, it's interesting because this year, just looking at the roster, it's really deep and it's really talented, especially compared to the last two teams that have made elite eight runs. And that's what's made the job that Muss has done since he's got to Arkansas. So impressive is that this team was really ahead of schedule getting to the elite eight the last two years. No one, I know they were a three seed both times, but no one really expected them to do that, especially the way the season started. They faced a ton of adversity. And just like you said, going into the sec and NCA tournament in March, no one in the sec was playing better. And with this roster and the talent that it has, that should give uh, Arkansas fans a lot of hope going into the season. Well, that's the most interesting question to me. And I think it's a question everybody wants to know, fans, um, media. I think even the coaching staff is probably kind of curious to see how this team looks at the beginning versus how it looks at the end. And that's the one thing, um, you know, I give a ton of credit to Coach Muss is, is he puts the guys on the floor that give him the best chance to win. And I think, you know, the thing about the thing that I've noticed just watching his teams is he's not afraid to tinker or adjust as the season goes on. I mean, I think so many guys now, you know, you made the the cross uh, sport comparison with Nick Saban. Well, you know, I'm going to make a, a comparison that'll make Arkansas fans laugh. But I mean, look at what Jimbo Fisher is in the midst of right now, not only off the field problems, but on the field, he refuses to adjust how he does things. He's got a young team. They're banged up. All of a sudden, you see the result of three and four team as we record here uh, going into their game against Ole Miss. But I, I bring it up, uh, Zach, because that's the one thing about Coach Muss is, as you said, Trey Wade last year, you know, Chris likes his role got reduced. Um, and, and the other thing, too, is like, you know, I, I think when two years ago, that year that they went to the first Elite Eight, um, you know, it started with a, a much more veteran group. And then he realized that, as you said, Jalen Williams and Devo Davis, one of the few returnees, those were the guys that were winning him games along with Moses Moody. And so, so that's what I really give credit to is there is no set in stone. This is the only way. And there is no set in stone. These are my seven guys. If you're not producing or if he finds a lineup that that appears to work better, he isn't afraid to kind of push forward with that. So that to me is like, you know, just in the the, the 30,000 foot view, everyone says, well, how, how he's got so many good players. How is he? Get? It's like, I don't know, but he does it every single year. That coaching staff does it every single year. And I'd be sitting here lying if I said I knew who those seven to eight guys were going to be in March. But I expect Coach Moss and his staff to find those guys. Uh, and I expect them to have a ton of success. Yeah. And it's interesting the approach Musk took. This is really uh, the first time that he's brought in this caliber of freshmen uh, from the high school ranks. I know he did a great job uh, developing Moses Moody as a freshman, getting him to the NBA uh, after only one season at Arkansas. But I'm fascinated to see, like, you give Musk 
legit, no doubt, NBA talent, especially uh, Nick Smith at point guard. A lot of people are saying he's the best NBA draft prospect that's going to be playing uh, college basketball this season. And uh, as a guy that both of us that have followed Eric Musselman and his coaching career, I'm really looking forward to see what he's going to be able to do with this talent because we know he has an NBA background as well. And especially with the mix of transfers and depth too. Like the thing about this Arkansas team that I'm kind of excited about is they have a lot of things that, Eric Musselman hasn't really had since he got to Arkansas. And that only makes it should only really make us think that the sky could be the limit for this team. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, you talk about one Nick Smith. I thought it was really cool. He talked after their exhibition game the other night about, um, you know, Nick Smith was the only guy in the pregame meal going over film and this and that. And it just sounds like he's a pro like in, in how he does things. But, you know, you talk about having things that they haven't had before. The, the other thing that stands out to me is Trevon Brazil. I mean, I, I, I know we've texted about this and, and you and I have talked about this, but like that guy was unbelievable on their summer tour. I forget the stat, but I want to say he shot like 90%. I think he was like 29 of 32 from the field. They haven't had a big guy like him. And Jalen Williams was great. And Jalen Williams did a lot of things. He didn't have the athleticism, the mobility, uh, the hop that Trevon Brazil does. Obviously, we'll see what happens with the Mitchell twins as well. But I think that's the other thing that stands out again is, is besides the, the talent, what you just said, big guards, big athleticism up front. And I think the other thing is they can adjust as they're going to need to. You know, you, you're going to play Alabama one night that has four or five potential NBA guards on their team. And then the next night you might play Auburn with Janae Broom and, and the other kid, Johan Treore, uh, who are a pair of 6'10 guys. And, and that's what's going to be interesting and fun is how Arkansas is able to adjust. So I, I just look at this team, and I agree, one, I think they got some guys that they've never had before from, from a talent perspective, but I just think they can, if they choose to be, they can be so versatile in how they approach things because, again, they just have the caliber of player that they've never had, and it's it's not just one or two guys. It's really across the board. Yeah, and they the depth is interesting for me as well because we know about Muss. He rarely plays more than seven or eight guys. He usually finds, especially when Arkansas is at their best, usually around that mid-February point, uh, he finds those seven, eight guys, and he just goes with them. And the last two years, he's found the perfect recipe uh, in terms of a rotation. But you mentioned Trevon Brazil, man. It's funny. Last year, I watched a, probably way more Missouri basketball. Than you I did. Because uh, I, 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 don't, I don't remember him at all. I was watching their summer tour, and I was like, how how did I never see this guy? The second he hit the portal, you were like, this kid's really good. I don't know where he's going to go. And then when he went to Arkansas, you texted me all fired up. I think I was at the final four when he committed and you were like, man, this guy's really good. I was like, I mean, I, I watched a little Missouri. He didn't really stand out to me, but go ahead, man. The floor is yours because you were telling me about him before I saw him. And then when I saw him on that European tour, I was like, my goodness, this guy's good. Yeah, man. So there wasn't a lot of things to be excited about when you watched Missouri last year. Obviously, it was the last year of the Conzo Martin era. But every time I watched Missouri, this kid Brazil stood out. He has great size at 6'11". He could do everything. He's super athletic. He blocks a ton of shots. He's even skilled. He could shoot the ball offensively. And I'm just thinking if when I, I want to see him in a real system with a real coach like Eric, Eric Musselman and Again, he, he was only a freshman this past year. He's only going into his second year uh, playing college basketball. So I think he's going to be a major contributor uh, in the front court for Arkansas. And I believe you tweeted out during their uh, summer tour that he, you think he could be a first-round pick. Absolutely, I agree, man. He has that NBA potential. And he isn't even the only piece that Arkansas is going to be bringing in. Ricky Council will really 
athletic uh, wing that was pretty good at Wichita State last year. They're expecting him to have a big role. Jalen Graham, the Mitchell twins, Devo Davis coming back, even uh, Kamani. He he gave them some solid minutes last year uh, when they weren't as deep. So they have a lot of pieces on this team. And again, it's interesting with an Eric Musselman team because he only picks usually seven, eight guys and he runs with them. So I'm going to be curious to see what he does with his rotation because like a lot of other teams, they have, I'm looking at the roster. They have maybe 10, 12 guys that I could see. Okay. They could contribute. I was going to say, so, so who do you think if, if I I think Nick Smith is going to be a factor, Anthony Davis or Anthony Davis, Anthony black, Anthony Davis will not be a factor for Arkansas this year. I can tell you Anthony black will be Devo Davis Devo. You know, that's the other thing too. Devo looked like, freshman class Devo on their summer tour. I thought he looked really good. I know he's been banged up a little bit here in the preseason. Um, Council is going to be a factor. Uh, I think I said Nick Smith, but Nick Smith is going to be a factor. And then I think it's going to be a battle for everybody else. You know, I mean, uh, Jordan Walsh is another McDonald's All-American who we haven't even talked about. And I'll tell you a couple things. One, Joseph Pinion's a freshman who had 15 points in their exhibition. Um, And I'll I'll say there's another kid, Barry Dunning, who's a freshman who – um, you know, I, I've seen reports that he's been a surprise of that camp. And so who, who do we think here? I mean, I, I think those five that I mentioned, Devo, Nick Smith, Anthony Black, Council and Trevon Brazil are, are no doubt about it, guys. And then after that, like you said, Jalen Graham, Jordan Walsh, Barry Dunning, uh, the Mitchell twin. There, there's going to be a lot of fight to get on the court amongst all those other guys. Yeah, so just looking at it, the three freshmen, like you said, obviously Brazil and Council, I think, should see pretty big roles in Devo. I would say those six are really the six you're going to build around. Uh, And then besides that, I agree. Everything is wide open. Jalen Graham, uh, he was a little up and down during his career at Arizona State, had some good moments, had some bad moments, but you see why Arkansas was interested in him. I know we reference this all the time, but in that uh, Elite Eight game against Duke last year, it was clear that Arkansas, they just didn't have enough size. They needed a little bit more. And I respect Eric Musselman looking at that and saying, okay, like that's just not going to happen again. We're never going to lose a game like that. Uh, and just adding all of this front court depth, which again is something that Arkansas, they haven't had that since he's been there. And it, Part of it is a credit to him and the fact that he's been able to coach these uh, teams the past two years to the Elite Eight in a really good SEC and have success. That's all credit to him. But now, like, I think it's going to be a little easier, like not completely easier because he's going to have to decide who's right and who fits where. But he just has much more options, which uh, I think is pretty appealing. Well, I agree. And, you know, I think that's what, you know, we talk all the time about college sports becoming more professionalized. And I think that's an example of, you know, there's a lot of programs that, you know, they'll, you know, Villanova's one where they kind of recruit guys to fit roles and fill a spot and this and that. I think coach Musk just goes out and says, Hey, you know, you, you can come here and you can compete and we're going to play the best six, seven, eight guys. And so one, I think on different nights, it might be different people, but then two, on top of that, um, you know, I, I think that's what makes the best teams in football and basketball. What makes Alabama so good is they're, you know, they're competing against future first rounders every single day. And so I think that's what's going to make this Arkansas team so interesting. It's what allowed it, which it's what John Calipari's recruiting pitch has been forever. Hey, you're going to practice against pros every single day. So I agree. I, I think one, they have more size uh, specifically up front that they need that or they, they have more size up front than they've ever had. Um but two, I, I'm just so curious how he deploys it all. But then again, like I said, um, 
this is protection against an injury. This is protection against foul trouble. And, um, you know, you look across and it's so funny, right? And this is why it's funny because, you know, people in college basketball, oh, they have 13 new players, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, like we said to kind of lead the show, Zach, I don't think it's all going to get figured out on night one. And I don't think we're going to see a finished product on night one. Um, but that's why it's a five, six game, six month season. And the best teams and the best programs for years is what we said about Calipari always has his team peaking in March. Coach K always has his team playing his best in the NCAA tournament. Coach Must the last two years has had his team playing best in March. Uh, so I'm I'm curious to watch this team from opening night against North Dakota State. But I'll tell you, I'm I'm more fascinated to see how they evolve as the season wears on. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, the schedule for Arkansas during the non-con portion, it's going to be a little bit harder, especially compared to last year. And you mentioned it uh, when we first started. They're going to be in Maui for the Maui Invitational. And this is going to be the first Maui Invitational in the Lahana Civic Center, just an epic building. Since uh, I've that- told you the story, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Go ahead. on my honeymoon, my wife and I were in Hawaii and uh, I – we were in, well, we were in, we went to a few different places, but we were in Maui. I was like, I've got to check this place out. It is literally in like a community rec center. Like when you watch it on TV, you're like, that place doesn't look big. It's loud. It's crazy. That place is like literally in a rec center. I don't know how small it is. We couldn't get into it, but it's this tiny place in the middle of nowhere. It's going to be so cool to have fans back there for any Arkansas fan listening, or if we got a Texas Tech or Creighton fan or whoever that is going to be there. Have fun, man. You know, I, I haven't had the chance to go to one of these yet. I can't wait to at some point have that opportunity, though, because it's just it's such a cool venue. I'm so happy to have that that event back in in Maui. Yeah, and I'm looking at the bracket right now. It's a star-studded field. You have mm-hmm. Arkansas. They're probably going to be ranked. Uh, they are, I believe, in the top 10. You have Creighton, another uh, top 10 team. Texas Tech, a team that's been really good. They made the Sweet 16 last year, Arizona, Ohio State, San Diego State, Louisville. There's some really good teams here. And I'm looking at Arkansas right now. They're going to open against Louisville. That's probably a game they should win. And then if they win that game, they're going to get either Texas Tech or Creighton, which is going to be absolute must-see TV. Uh, And then they have another game against Oklahoma. They played the Sooners last year. Oklahoma really beat beat them up in that game. And it was interesting because Arkansas ended the season as a number three seed in the Elite Eight. Oklahoma didn't even make the NCAA tournament. So uh, that those matchups are going to be interesting to see. But uh, AT, when I when you look at this Arkansas schedule, I know uh, we both have mentioned like, yeah, they're probably not going to be as good early in the season compared to late in the season. But how do you think this team is going to be to start last year? Well, not going to lie. I know uh, we trust Coach Muss and he's proven that he could fix the bad start. But there had to be some Arkansas fans that were a little nervous when this team was losing to Hofstra and they were getting blown out, run off the floor by Oklahoma and they started 0-3 in SEC play. So how do you compare uh, what you think the start of this Arkansas season is going to be uh, compared to last year and other years past uh, under Muss? Well, listen, fans are going to be fans and we're all fans of somebody. And so I get it. Um, I would hope that at this point, and really, you know, you and I have talked about this privately and I've probably talked about it on my show, but really even the, the first year under Coach Muss, it was kind of the same. Now they had some injuries that year specifically to Isaiah Joe, but you would hope that after three years of seeing a team round into form that fans would understand that. Now we'll see what happens because that draw is really tough. The Creighton team that they could face in the second round is a veteran older team that knows each other. I think four starters back. The other starter was a guy actually Arkansas recruited Baylor Shireman transfer from South Dakota State. And so 
I guess what I would say is, you know, it wouldn't really surprise me if if they go to Maui and, and take a loss there. By the way, San Diego State, number one defensive team in college basketball, returned four starters is in that bracket as well. Arizona is tough in its own right. So I would hope that fans would kind of understand. Now, listen, you know, one, you pay for tickets, you watch your team, you're going to go crazy. I get it. It's one thing if you're, you know, 15 and 11 going into the SEC tournament, but if you're, you know, 10 and three going into league play. I think, I think this coaching staff, I think this program has enough of a track record over the last two or three years to say, you know what, let's trust the process. It's going to take time. And I think, you know, it's been smart of, of coach must to kind of get out ahead of this and say like, look, youngest team that I've ever had six freshmen, many of them are going to play significant minutes. Um, I think it's been smart to get out ahead of it because I think it would be natural. Any program. This is why John Calipari, by the way, very light schedule to start the year. If you, if for P, I don't mean to keep making Calipari references, but you know, whatever uh, opens with the champions classic traditionally, not this year. And then really it's about another six weeks before they play a real opponent. Cause he says, I just got to get reps under my, my guy's belt. So this certainly isn't the only program, by the way, Michigan state, who I know you wrote about in our preseason series uh, at Aaron Torres online. They're playing a really tough schedule early with a young team. They're gonna. It's going to take some time for them. It's going to take some time for whoever. Um, but no, I mean, it's it's a really tough field in Maui. It's a really tough field. I don't know if I if I had to predict it today who I would like. Um, but there's going to be some good. Let's, let's put it this way: there's going to be some good teams that go home with two losses, let alone one. Um, and so that's just something that you have to consider when you look at that field. By the way, same with the PK80. Not to bore Arkansas fans that aren't involved in that event, but it's the same deal. There's going to be good teams that take two losses. The season in college basketball isn't made in November. It's made in it, throughout a six-month sample size leading into March. Yeah, and I always love Feast Week and even the conference uh, tournament week because it really gives those teams experience to that kind of setting where you're playing three games in three days. You don't know when the game before you is going to end. There are a lot of quick turnarounds, and that's another thing Eric Musselman has really been good at, especially in the NCAA tournament, getting his teams ready uh, for big games on quick prep. But AT, I'm just about uh, set with Arkansas here. I, we've had a great time previewing uh, them. Do you have anything else to say uh, before we get out of here on the Hawks? No, um, it is the mo- deepest team Coach Muss is at. It's the most talented team. It's funny, right? Because when I do all my preseason stuff, people say, how could he have them so high? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I mean, they got five, six NBA players on this roster. and They're not all going to get there next year, but they got five, six NBA players. Super deep, super fun. Um, and I'm just curious to see how it all comes together, right? I mean, for those of us who love college hoops, I mean, there are certain teams like a Creighton we just talked about, a Houston, a UCLA. We kind of know what we're going to get from those teams. With Arkansas, like, I know it's been a theme, and it's probably getting annoying for people to hear me say that. Um, uh, it's just going to it's just gonna take a little bit of time. But I, I, I've seen too much of a sample size to see that it won't ultimately work out, especially with all this talent. Uh, but I enjoyed the opening show, Zach. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add, but I know – you know, you and I, like I said, to lead the show, we'll be back uh, next week to kind of preview a bunch of other teams. And then, you know, this is your baby. You're going to take off once the season starts here. And, you know, I can't believe it's already a week and a half. So really excited to keep doing these with you, but then also to see this show again, just just blow up here throughout the, the basketball season. Yeah, my last thought on this Arkansas team would be is I'm really excited because they are more talented and deeper than any roster Eric Musselman has had. And he's proven that he could win 
uh, with any kind of rosters, with any kind of players. The My only slight concern is they are just losing a lot of guys, and the team they had last year had a lot of players I really liked, from J.D. Note to Jalen Williams, even the other guys like Amudi. Every time Arkansas needed a big shot, he was able to make it. Tony, I was a big fan of his as well. And they're losing a lot of guys, but the talent on this roster, it's really good. And each year, Eric Musselman has really been building something special, and this could be the culmination of that. And even in, in a tough SEC, I'm really looking forward uh, to watching these Hogs play. And yeah, dude, really looking forward uh, to continuing uh, the series, breaking down and previewing all of the best teams in college basketball as well. That's all I really got, my man. Can't wait to keep these things going. And uh, we'll be back next week, I guess, right? Absolutely, dude. We'll be in touch.